Thank you for joining us on another Comics Pals review special. This week, we're here to talk about not only a number one, a new number one, but one of our favorite books from last month. So today, we're going to be talking about Robin number one by Joshua Williamson and Gleb Melnikov and Beta Ray Bill number two. I'm holding up number one. Sorry about that. Uh, Beta Ray Bill number two. Uh, this is, of course, by uh, Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. So uh, before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know, if you're new to us, we are the Comics Pals. Our main show posts every single Monday where we talk about the characters you love in all the different places that you can find them, whether it be the movies, TV shows, the comics, and we talk about the news from the industry itself. And we do some pretty cool interviews as well. This week, we interviewed Declan Shalvey, who you will know from such things as Old Man Logan, Dead Man Logan, Injection, and the upcoming Time Before Time. So if you like stuff like that, you're definitely going to want to come hang out with us. Uh, and if you want to show some support, you can do so by getting us on social media at The Comics Pals, leaving us a rating and a review and a follow wherever you listen to your podcast. If that happens to be YouTube, hit that subscribe button for free, like the video, share it with your friends. All that's free to do, and it helps us out a lot more than it costs you. Join our Discord server to continue the conversation with us beyond this show and listen to all of our other content. Helps us out a ton, and we think you'll like it. So let's talk about Robin. Uh, so this book, again, is by uh, Joshua Williamson and Gleb Melnikov. Um with letters by Troy Pateri, uh, and uh, yeah, and we got some we got some variants by Ricardo Federici, Andy Kubert, and Brad Anderson. So cool stuff. Um, this book puts Robin, Damian Wayne's Robin, I should say, uh, in a position where he has run away. Essentially, he has run away from Bruce and from the Bat family to uh, carve out his own legacy and find this tournament essentially uh that he wants to enter um and the book opens on him fighting in a in a like a i don't even know like a some kind of underground uh fight club type of yeah, thing like a cage yeah. fight thing yes yeah, like <laughs> a cage fight like if you remember x-men the movie when wolverine <laughs> is having that cage fight yeah um so robin's looking for the league of lazarus and he's got to presumably go through this this battle here to get into it uh, with King Snake, who is the father of Bane. Um, I thought that was and, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty funny thing to just gloss over. I know, right? Is that is that um, not established? Is that not a thing? I've never heard it in all my years. I think I I think I know that from Tom King's run, but. It's mm -hmm. just kind of just weird that like you normally don't hear about the father of a of a villain unless there's a, like a really good reason like sure. obviously Harry Osborn's father is Norman that makes sense yeah. but like who's Spoilers. Doc Ock's dad you know <laughs> don't know don't care Jerry the Squid <laughs> <laughs> so I know that we have some some Damian Wayne detractors on this yeah. podcast uh, Kale how did you feel about this book All right first let me say. The costume fucking rules. Great costume. It is good. Yes. Yeah, I like the new costume. Uh, um, but <laughs> as I read this, I went, wait, I fucking hate Damien. <laughs> Did you forget? <laughs> well, I think I was enticed by the the synopsis <laughs> and like the cool new costume. And I went, all right, 
I can maybe, maybe I can fuck with this. Maybe. Um, I just don't like Damien, man. He's a sp- fuck. <laughs> and I just, um, as I went through, I was just consistently reminded of why I don't like Damien. This isn't my sweet um, boy, Tim. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but the end reminded me why I'm here and what the lesson we're going to have, he's going to have to learn. You know, uh, Damien is going to have to be humbled uh, to become the Batman, which is, you know, I think the premise. Yeah, that's on like the first page. Right. Um, So that's that's Damien's whole thing. And in order for him to become Batman, he's going to have to learn to uh, get over himself. Yeah. And uh, that I cannot wait to see. Okay. Yeah, I um I don't really have strong feelings about Damien. He's not a character that I'm I'm very familiar with and and I I couldn't even tell you like how many appearances of of his that I've even really interacted with. Um but reading this uh issue, I I very much um got where Kale's coming from. Um he's just not a character that I want to root for. Um uh, like Bruce's whole description of him on like the first two pages or whatever, like I think boil down why he's just not a character that I vibe with. Like mm-hmm. he's an entitled little shit, know it all who thinks he's hot shit. And like, I, I get the appeal of a character like that. Um, I struggle to see myself wanting to follow a series where that character is the main character. Um, but I think to Kale's point, like the journey that it feels like he's going on here is to find himself and to ideally like grow a bit beyond, uh, who he is right now and, and, you know, the attitudes that he's traditionally held. So, um, considering I had such a negative feeling about his whole attitude kind of, and how it's presented to then see him kind of humbled at the end of this issue, I was like, okay, like, Maybe this is a story where we break this character down so we can build him back up to be somebody um, new and and somebody who's like more likable. And humbled he is because that last page against Flatline is a beautiful one and it's a dynamic way to end the first issue. The first issue. The shot of like him in the background uh, in that like electric trace or whatever, that's such a cool page. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Flatline looks really cool too, with like the bones on her like uh, femur or whatever. Just yeah. really cool stuff. Reminds me uh, of like yeah. John Enwistle from the Who. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, both books we read this week about our main characters trying to find themselves one way or another. And uh, Sean, as you know, I'm a big Damian Wayne fan. Uh, I'm here for a book about that little snot nosed bastard boy. <laughs> and uh this is a really exciting premise uh we've been bastard wonder (laughs) (laughs) we've been uh introduced to our our pantheon of characters who are going to be fighting against robin against each other in this uh this lazarus fight pit and uh you know we're gonna play fast and loose here it's very clear to me uh i am all on board this was a great first issue joshua williamson uh, knocked out of the park 
Yeah, so I mean, Robin is a, or I should say Damien is a character who's existed for about 15 years. And the generally held opinion is that he is a little shit. And I think that's fair to say because that's what he's intended to be. Um, and I don't know how many people there are out there who like Damien for that. I think a lot of people like him in spite of that uh, because he has had you know, some pretty rough experiences if you've been following him for his entire career. And for people who are our age, um, he's a character we could have the same type of connection with that people had with like, um, uh, I guess like Wally or Dick or like Tim. Who, or Tim even when they were coming up and they were young, that was their character. Uh, so Damien is kind of mine in that same way. And um, I love Damien Wayne. And I, and I think I probably always will because of the connection that I've had with him over the years. And I, but I do think it's about time to bring him up, age him up just a tiny little bit and start to make him into the character he needs to be to have the, 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 the long, the ability to be a character for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, he can't always be a little shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And the things that I love about Damien are present here. The fact that he is highly intelligent, um, very, very skilled. We see him being skilled as a fighter for sure. Um, there's even the hint that maybe he has some some artistic skill as well, which I, I, I like. Um, his connection to Alfred as well is something that is referenced here. And of course, you know, we know Phil and I how how that started and we're and for him to be here at this place with Alfred um, mourning him, missing him and Alfred being this character who he thinks about um, and is kind of his, his moral compass, if you will, given how much he hated Alfred when they first met. Yeah. I love that continuity. Um, and that's something that really DC does so well, right? Like when they, when they create a character and they decide this is a character who's going to stick around. There is that continuity that they use and play off of. And Joshua Williamson is clearly aware of it. And I think he uses it to great effect. What's that, Kill? Unless they're resetting the whole continuity and well, they just erase the, you know. The well, listen, entire... that transcends continuity like twice, actually. So, and for what it's worth, you know, Damien has two grandpas. One is an absolute vile monster and the other is Alfred, who is wonderful. Yeah, and he has. Um, well, I was gonna. He doesn't have two. He has two parents. He doesn't have two dads. But he has two parents, and both of them are are on that same spectrum. Yeah. So you know, he's very much kind of down the middle of that, um, and swings one way or the other at, at various points. Um, and you see that in this book. You see that he's willing to beat the living shit out of somebody, uh, but you also see that he's willing to help a family that's that's in need. Um, so he's got both parts and I love that. I think the story being told in this first issue is all right. I just watched Mortal Kombat. And <laughs> so the idea of like a tournament is not terribly appealing to me. Mm. Um, I just didn't like Joshua Williams script for the most part, like the yeah. actual verbiage. I wasn't a fan of. Mm. Um, yeah. That. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It it felt a little like plain. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of um I think it was the 
the last Batman book that we read where it was just kind of like, yeah, like this isn't bad. It's it's just, I don't know. It's just a little familiar. It's a little bit like, okay. And he even says, yeah. he's like, oh, my dad did this. I'm doing the same thing. It's like, yeah, he did. <laughs> it, you, it reminds me of like the English dub of Yu Yu Hakusho. It's just very like matter of fact, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go fight in this tournament. Cause that's what's expected of me, and that that's what's gonna make me a big hero. Yeah, um, I, I, it's weird because I've read Joshua Williamson. Obviously, I was a massive fan of the Flash, the story that he told, and I always mm-hmm. found the dialogue to be crisp and sharp. Um, and I don't think that it was here. Uh, I really liked Ravager. Uh, I, I suppose she's Deathstroke's daughter. I, I, I can't think of another time that I've seen her. Um, that, that's who the character is. I'm wondering if that's who this is. He made a comment about yeah, copyright infringement or whatever. So like, well, that was a difference. That was not. Yeah, that was towards yeah. the character that looks like Deadpool. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Kale, what were you driving at? Well, just just that. Yeah, there's like the the character that is like Deathstroke. That's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when Damien first gets on Lazarus Island, there's ravager and then in the next panel there's um respawn mm-hmm. oh is that who that is respawn yeah yeah oh, okay okay um yeah so i i was wondering if that was the ravager we know who's deathstroke's daughter or if that was somebody completely different gotcha yeah um i liked i liked her a lot and again there were things that i really enjoyed about this issue um but i enjoyed them in spite of the fact that the script just didn't work for me very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that the idea of a la- that there's this like Lazarus Island with people who've been alive for multiple hundreds of years makes any sense um, because Rachel Ghoul is that, and that's kind of his niche. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he has to go through a lot to to be able to be alive still. So the idea that there's just this whole island and there's this tournament that's all built around Lazarus, I don't believe it. Um, and obviously, it's just the premise, and I have to accept it, and that's fine, but I just don't believe it. It is what it is. Um, a Flatline's appearance here was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, you guys already spoke about that. But again, the dialogue in this sequence just didn't work. He has his heart ripped out of his chest, and he's like, but I'm dead? <sighs> okay. I guess I guess I saw that more as like a uh, a uh, a, 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 a more like a sound effect or a, a caption more than the following of his quote. I see what you or, mean, or his dialogue. I mean, I see what you mean. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I think the art is tremendous. Yep. Yeah. Man so good it's nice and clean like. it's pretty yeah um melnikov is a beast he he really is i first found him on angel that was he was working on with brian edward hill and that was so so good and i'm glad that people are seeing more of him and he's he's doing this thing i think that um his panel work here was awesome man like yeah um the panel where Flatline and, and Robin first start fighting. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I, I was just going to call out that page because I mean, it's so sick how it's got like the splash page kind of vibe, but then you've got 
the fight going on kind of in yeah. the in the foreground. Like I love that look. Um I love when I love when artists are are willing to do something that's like a little bit more um experimental to show us something that's very very familiar right like how many times have we watched characters come to blows like oh i'm flatline i'm gonna hit you okay great yeah it it, it makes you like sit up and take notice and pay attention because it's not just the same beats that you're so familiar with you know um it kind of reminds me of that device um that we we uh that we liked in invincible where it's like the big fight and there's just like all the tiny little panels showing the close up moments rather than like really going through every blow for blow. Um, I dig oh, that yeah. a lot. I do want to highlight the, the manga page too, which <laughs> that was very clever. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, you see Damien has like a little notebook and he has a friend named Hannah and uh, the page is kind of, done in a, in a more eastern style and uh, uh it's really effective it's really uh, stands out too good stuff i've i've never seen that in you know like a western comic book before that was so cool yeah. i really liked it super um, creative yeah i i enjoyed the book well enough this is easily a book that i could continue to buy and follow um it was fine yeah, for, for, you know, the modern comic is four bucks at this point. Uh, did I enjoy it enough to buy issue two? Yeah, I, I, I definitely will give it another chance. Um, I will. I, I mean, look, this is not a criticism of anything that any of the creators did. And it's probably not even fair, but I'm going to say it anyway. I really despise the card stock or the, the, the paper stock that DC uses for their standard comics. It just doesn't feel good to the touch. And I actually think it lessens the quality of the art. I think it makes it pop less, but that's just me. Don't love it. Uh, this was a good, this is a good issue though. Solid, solid stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you, uh, can you show a page from that? Yeah. I got mine digital. I just, I'm just curious to see uh, what, what you're looking at. Oh yeah. Huh? Interesting. Yeah, I'm holding it up for you, uh, for you guys that are listening. Uh, YouTube got to see me holding the pages up. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I've never compared actually, Kale, the, the the visual quality of the DC digital book versus their standard paper stock uh, yeah. physicals. Yeah, the uh, the digital copy that I have, the pages, uh, I guess, brighter than the one you showed. Yep. Um, like, like what I was particularly noticing, uh, uh, you, you held up the page that we referenced earlier where Damien gets on to Lazarus Island and the, the big skull in the background for me is like a, it's sort of a brightly lit, uh, uh almost golden, um, mountain formation or whatever. Yeah. But what it, it seemed like on yours was really dark and, it and, is. um, grungy, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Guess you better move to digital. <laughs> yes, again. Uh, so shifting over to Beta Ray Bill number two, of course, by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. We reviewed issue one, and uh, those of us who were present for that really enjoyed it. Um, this is only going to be a five-issue mini, and um, I think that this was really awesome. 
Oh, this I was so, issue yes. is sick. I was really interested to see how you were going to feel about it, Sean. I know we talked about it um, last time and, and how, you know, like, you don't always respond as much to that, like, comics with an X, like the underground kind of scratchy style. And this definitely has that vibe to it a little bit. But, um, yeah, talk about it. What, what about it? What about it did you dig? Well, I read both issues together. And um, it, it, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if it helped, it, but it was cool to see Beta Ray Bill as a character who is going through a, a sort of a personal transformation. I really like that. Yeah. I like that the story is focused on who he is. Um, Daniel Warren Johnson's probably the king of, you know, as you say, comics with an X in that he, he's kind of brought that to the forefront in a lot of ways mm. um and he's for my money he's the best i've ever seen do it um i don't have a ton of comparisons but i've never liked it before him so um yeah this is great work i think that the way he draws like you you mostly can't get panels like the one i'm showing right now when you have you know big figures that are that are yeah. more tr in, a, in a traditional style like there are um uh, 11 panels on this page uh or or 12 and that's a lot like picture picture your favorite artist some other artist you know uh doing that like that's a ton of panels and none of them feel the lesser for being small or for for being packed and that's a very big skill um, especially like looking at it right like it's it's 11 which is an odd number and not like there's very little consistency like th even the 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 rows of three or there's only one row of three uh they're not all the same size yeah and i love that like i love that um it, it's bold enough to to just show you what you need to see well and also what i was gonna say is uh it reminds me of his paneling reminds me of older, older uh, sort of eighties. Uh, uh, Phil, help me out here. Uh, Christ on infinite earths and old teen Titans, Marv Wolfman. Mm, glad I was able to help. Uh, <laughs> actually, that may be the writer. Um, anyway, he is the writer. Okay. Phil, help me out here. <laughs> um, they, um, but he, he does something like, 12 15 panels on a page and his lines are really thin but the the um the character work is very uh classic mm. um uh whereas uh with with daniel Warren johnson's style the lines are very thick and it's very stylized oh george no, perez no of course thank you yeah um uh, and there's a, a lot of uh expression and and character work in his panels i oh, love yeah, it's yes. very animated yeah, yeah. And, I, and i love how um color and like and mm -hmm. and shadow and and like kind of some of those devices are used to accentuate and heighten those emotions yeah. like on that page that sean called out which is probably it's probably one of the best pages in the book um you know uh, bill and scourge are like hooked up again or whatever and like he he's like complaining about valhalla and there's just that shot where he's like he's all emotional and his hands are scrunched and he's got this red aura around him with the black background and then like when bill has that moment of being surprised 
it's the inverse where it's the black background and there's like those little like anime style kind of like sweat surprise lines yeah. in the inverse of the red and then there's this the one where he hugs him and that's the only panel on the page that's pink because that's a nice soft moment you know and like it it just gives so much uh personality to minor character beats that it allows you to connect with them so much more you know like i don't really I, i'm only familiar with scourge from um his appearance in uh ragnarok. in fucking ragnarok yeah so like i don't know this character from from adam really but like just in these two pages i immediately get a sense of like his vibe and what their relationship is like and you know kind of like what his role in this is going to be so quickly and that was one of the things we praised the first issue for was how strong the character work is and just like how well defined uh uh johnson or warren johnson does at like kind of making characters taking characters i don't really know and making me feel like i do know them and it fits the tempo of a beta ray bill book like it's very brisk there's a lot happening and you know we talk about these smaller uh panels where we really focus on the emotions but then like when given the opportunity to showcase some bigger moments i think of for example, there's a, there's a half a page where we see Twilight, the Blade of the Demon, Fire God, Surtur, and that is really awesome. imposing and crazy looking with these like kind of spinning fire clouds. Or the very next page, there's a ship's hull blown apart, and there's a bunch of people floating in space with a kind of color palette that I know Pete likes with these pinks and blues. Oh, yeah, and baby. Um and that's and then there's another one where it's a two-page spread of Beta Ray Bill's ship, like going through like you know this kind of castle vortex thing as they're on their way to uh, uh, Muselheim with these cool samurai-looking pirate like celestial guys. Yeah, I was gonna say they have like a real like uh, Kirby kind of vibe to them, you know, like they feel like like real celestial cosmic being type motherfuckers. You you guys saw the the in the the spaceship breakout the little Daniel Warren Johnson worshiping at the uh, the altar of Kirby, didn't you? Oh, I didn't see oh, that. Oh no, I totally. Oh, missed I that. see it now. I see it now. That's uh, awesome. What page is that on? The big spaceship uh, breakdown. Okay. Uh, there are several little Daniel Warren Johnsons in there. Oh shit! Oh my god! <laughs> That's that is so, amazing. That's really that funny. Is like a, absolutely amazing. It's like a Where's Waldo book. That's a really yeah. cute detail, yeah. I, oh. I meant to look deeper into that page because I knew there had to be some cool stuff yeah. hidden in there. <laughs> yeah. Glad you did. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah, and, and you know, Phil, you called out, like, how epic um, the, the look at Surtur is. And I love that, like, Daniel Warren Johnson treats things as epic as that or like the assault on Asgard in the first issue, like he treats the bar fight that they get into with that same sense of gravity. Cause that yeah. fight is fucking awesome. Like mm-hmm. again, we, we were just talking about in the last issue, like sometimes fight scenes can feel a little like rote if the art isn't creative. And like, I love how just like bombastic it is. Like the first fucking uh, blow of the fight is one of the best panels where there's like this, you know, like guy who kind of looks like uh, Sandman <laughs> and he's like, uh, Oh, I don't want to hear it. Horse face now before I beat. And then just 
he just fucking bitch slaps this dude to the ground and like there's like a, a blur effect on his face to show the momentum of him just getting his fucking clock cleaned it's so good man like <laughs> that was very anime yeah yeah it, it, it feels so dynamic yeah. what, I, what I also love about just that next part is the idea of Odin coming in and his explanation of where he's at and what he's doing is like, yeah, I'm, you know, the, the Viking God, all father. And some guy let me hang out in the back of his bar and make my own. So go ahead, I'm making <laughs> my, my own, own beer, beer now. Getting into craft brews and shit. And I, I, yeah, I think it's that this guy let me do this versus. Right. <laughs> it's so I cool. also got to call out the crazy clothesline. Yeah, brother. Gatorade Bill laid out on this dude. I also love the fact that Daniel Warren Johnson took the took the page space to showcase him grab his his arm before he yes clothesline. This is whipped too. Yeah, and uh, the fucking shot of there's like the dude who's like got. Beta Ray uh, pinned down and he's gonna he's like threatening to cut his throat and then fucking Pip comes in and just karate kicks this dude in the face and it's got that (laughs) sick thing that that uh, Daniel does with like the the lettering is built into the background of the fucking hit like oh my god dude it just like it's this book is just so fun but it's not fun in like a dumb frivolous way because the things it's dealing with and talking about are like serious and emotional. So it really just, it just runs the gamut. It's like, it's everything you want out of a fucking superhero book. And the uh, thing we didn't talk about in in this episode is uh, just, I really dig the choice of like beta Ray bills, casual attire. Yeah. (laughs) Just in this really tight baseball hat. Yeah. (laughs) Really funny. There's these like panels where it fixates on his face and you just see like the giant fucking gap between his upper jaw and his lower jaw and like he just looks like a weird dude. I love it. Like it looks like he's dressed like a dude. Uh, it, it reminds me of like what it looks like when you see like a wrestler in normal clothes. Hey, big. You know, because it's just like, oh, right. Like <laughs> you just have to walk around like a normal person, even though you look like a goddamn action figure all the time. <laughs> so... We talked about all the fun of the book, but what I love so much about it is that, you know, there's so much uh, emotion and character development that's being done, even in the midst of all of that fun. And this is such a ragtag group. And this book has made me sort of fall in love with all these characters. Like, I'm a sucker for a sentient robot. Like, that's, that's my thing, right? True. And even more so when it's a, a robot without a body. Like, the, in this case, Scuttlebutt, the ship, cares about Beta Ray Bill, and Beta Ray Bill cares about Scuttlebutt. And uh, that reminds me of, like, Cortana and different things like that that yeah. we've seen, you know, historically. Um, and so when Scuttlebutt gets a body at the end, I was like, oh, yes! Like, <laughs> this is exactly where this book needed to go yes. for me to be just fully invested. Um, <laughs> if the book now had a talking a gorilla, yep. it'd be we, That's all we yeah. need! <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Does just it help so... that Beta Ray Bill is like a horse? <laughs> um, yeah, sure, why not? It's close. That's, that's awesome, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and and the other thing I want to point out is if I had to teach a class on the idea of the way that comics should be able to tell you exactly what they're about and what's happening on every page without you needing to read dialogue, this would be the book that I would show you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how you don't need to know what's being said to know what's being said. And part of that is the fact that Daniel Warren Johnson is responsible for the penciling, the inking and the dialogue, but he's also very cognizant of the fact that art tells stories. That's what he's doing. He the, the words are just accentuating it and helping to bring out the emotion that the art is already drawing from you. Yeah. Such a brilliant job. Yeah, dude. And and I think um, something that I, I recognize in this book and like it's, it's a thing I call out a lot, but like the acting from the characters is so strong. Like um, on that page that we called out earlier with with Scourge and, and him talking where there's the um, it, it's the, the last panel on that page. Right. And, like, the the thing before that, like, Beta Ray Bill, you can see he's, like, desperate. He's, like, I don't need, like, I need to find Odin. I need information. And he's, like, I know where he is. Useful. And, he like, he, gi- he gives him the finger guns. And it's, like, you uh, you can imagine him, like, clicking his tongue while he does it. Like, I got you. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, those are things that are tough to communicate uh, authentically, mm, you know, through point. still images. Yeah. Um. And even like when when Beta Ray like scares that woman at the bar, and he's like, "Oh, like I'm sorry." Like his body language is very like it. It always rings true to what the characters are saying and and what they're supposed to be thinking and feeling, rather than just like telling you that with dialogue. You know. And and I think that to Sean's point, like those are the things that help you fall in love with the character because it makes them feel like a person. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this is a this is a great comic book. Yep, and it I, fucking I really, rules, dude. <laughs> yeah, this is like a, a it's unbelievable how good this is, and I I can't wait for more. I um, I legitimately can't believe how many really really strong series have launched in the first half of this year. Like I feel like I have been higher on more number ones this year than in the last several. Interesting. Uh, Maybe that has something to do with so many of them not being Marvel or DC books, but uh, hey, this one is, this is a Marvel book, yeah, and this book fucking rules. <laughs> and what I what I love about it is that uh, he's not a creator that you typically associate with Marvel or DC. Um, his bigger hits have not come from there, so he's basically an indie creator who is so good and people love so much that he's getting his big shot here. And he's knocking it out of the park. Um, I'm not sure that this is his only Marvel work. I don't know that that's the case. But um, in any event, the fact that he's getting a mini about an obscure character that in most other people's hands, Marvel wouldn't think to publish, uh, shows you what they think of him. And he's nailing it. And this is just awesome. Yeah, man. And and I think it being a, a character who it's not crazy to think is is potentially going to be more relevant in the next couple of years um is is pretty cool because he is obscure and like having a defining run on an on an obscure character who then becomes bigger is like a really cool thing for your star power so i could see this being like uh a book that gets a ton of critical acclaim and sells well enough or whatever now but is a book that maybe you know five years from now or in Thor five or whatever, when, when we meet beta Ray bill, everyone will be like, that's, Oh, you want to read a beta Ray bill book? 
that's the fucking book, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, so let us know your thoughts about these books or any other books you would like to see us review. We are open to it. If you've got a book that you're really into and you want us to do a review for it, write in, let us know. We'll review it. Comicspals at gmail.com. If you want to chat with us, that's the comicspals at gmail.com. Uh, make sure that you guys are leaving us a review and a rating wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us there as well. If that's YouTube, subscribe for free, like the video, share with your friends, help us out. It's free to do. Come hang out with us on Discord, of course. Listen to our weekly podcast that drops every single Monday where we do not only interviews, not only news from the industry, but we also talk about your favorite characters wherever it is that you can find them. So make the Comics Pals your place where you get all of this info. Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs>